Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Church. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You may take your seats and great to be in the house of God with the family of Jesus here in Newcastle. Well, two or three of you are happy to be here. That's really great. We've been hearing really, really wonderful things about you through your biased um, pastors and leaders. Um, What an amazing couple they have been, isn't it? I mean, honestly, I say, Pastor Ross and Mike, you have been unbelievable, outstanding, and it's been a real great joy for us, John and me, to be working with them, but the the heart that you carry is, is just so pure. And your love for this church and God's kingdom is amazing. And I know that God's going to build on everything that's been laid here. And uh, how many of you believe the glory of the future house is going to be greater than the glory of the past? Because he takes us from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from grace to grace. With Jesus, it's an upward journey. Amen? And he said... I will build my church. Who said? By the way, it's okay for you to talk when I'm speaking because I'm Indian. I'm used to lots of noise. Uh, just don't do when Ross and Mindy others are speaking, okay? They don't like it. So. By the way, it looks like you guys need, really need to get some more Indians and Chinese in here. I'm just giving you some heads up because especially us Indians, because this year we will take over China as the most populated nation on planet Earth. And I think God likes us better than He likes you guys, because He makes more of us than you. I mean, every year another 25 million Indians are created. That's more than the entire population of Australia every year. And if you don't have any of us, heaven is going to be hell for you because if democracy is the way of doing things in heaven you're done you know because everything will be decided by the Chinese and the Indians and you just say you know you'll have the choice between rice noodles and curry for breakfast lunch and dinner for eternity I mean that's uh, don't worry we'll give you your pie once in a while and uh, it's great, and um, yeah, it's just been a joy to be with you guys, and I know that God has got amazing, amazing plans for you. Amen. So, how many of you love God's Word? Three? That's great. <laughs> I'll, we'll get right into the Word, because I love God's Word. There's a lot to, that I could share, but these uh, Western people have created this thing called clock. And by the way, there is not going to be a clock in heaven, or if there is one, it will be the one made in India. Because, you know, in India, we start everything when we start, we finish everything when we finish, and there is plenty of time for everything. And that's why it's called eternity, okay? We will um, look at the Scriptures, Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, verses 41 to 50, there's the story of Jesus with his parents, Joseph and Mary. So as it was the custom, Jesus went along with the parents to Jerusalem. 
And now he's about 12 years of age. So he's been going for 12 times already with the parents. And parents have been going for a lot longer times. Okay, so this has been, I want you to just picture this. Can you, have you guys got imagination? Yeah, great. Just use it wildly crazy here. This is, you know, the tribal communities. The Passover is the greatest festival of the year. And they are all preparing. There is no takeaways along the way. There is no hotels along the way. So they got their tents. They got their food. They got their water. All the family relatives, the communities, the tribes get together and they're heading towards Jerusalem. Can you imagine that? They're camping along the way. They're eating along the way. They're cooking along the way. They're having lots of fun together. And they've been doing this year after year after year. How many of you have been doing stuff like that? You know, your Christmas camping, caravanning, four-wheeling, whatever you do. It kind of grows on you, right? And they're kind of excited. They get on and the donkeys and the horses, they're all moving along. And they get to Passover in Jerusalem, have the greatest festivity. And then they pack up and clean up. And then they are doing the journey now back to their homes. This is what happens every year. And this year, Jesus is 12 years of age. They, they've done that. They got to Jerusalem. They had the great Passover. They packed up and they head back home. Yes? And one day later, everybody say one day later. One day later, the extraordinary, amazing parents of Jesus realize their son was not with him. Now, when I read that, it made me feel a whole lot better as a parent. I'm a lot better parent than those guys were. I mean, I, can you just imagine what was happening in heaven? I'm pretty sure before Jesus was sent on earth, there were lots of working committees figuring out which couple to trust Jesus to. And I'm pretty sure there was one committee that disagreed that Joseph and Mary were suitable to have Jesus. Now this is their time to prove their point. And so here they are saying, God, we told you. Our committee did extensive research and we knew they were incompetent, incapable parents. You should have never trusted your only son to this pathetic couple. I mean, imagine the newspaper, Jerusalem Times. Savior of the world missing. Parents arrested by social services. Child removed from their parents. This would have been, I mean, this is crazy, isn't it? And then it takes them three days to find. I mean, think about that. How urgent they were looking for him. I mean, three days to find. And then they find him. Good mommy comes and says, boy, what have you done to us? Hello? Who left without who? Don't worry about any of that. Good parents, right? It's all your fault. But I want you to just imagine the journey back between Joseph and Mary. What would the conversation be like? Hello? Why would you in the conversation? Oh, you Joseph, you always, no, Mary, you always like this. They would have had an interesting journey back, and those three days' conversation as husband and wife would have been interesting. I think a whole book could have been written about just what was happening in that conversation. But now they find Jesus, 
they're ripping to Jesus. Why have you done this to your father and your mother? Jesus says, what have I done? I'm doing my father's business. Don't you know that I'm about my father's business? And Joseph's standing there and says, yeah, tell mommy. She's been ripping into me for three days. Just tell, tell her that you're about my business. It says they did not understand what he was talking about. This is not made up an Indian story. It is in the scriptures, okay? They did not understand what he was talking about. This morning's title is, Who is Following Who? Who is following who? It reads in the text, it says, They assumed he was with them. They just assumed Jesus is there to follow them around. But we forget when the angel appeared to them, what was the message given to them? That you're not going to have a little boy that's going to do unbelievable magic things, that your carpentry business is going to expand. You don't need to worry about cutting timber. He's actually just going to bring timber that just floats in, and he creates the biggest tables and chairs. You, Joseph, you're going to have the greatest furniture business in the world because I'm going to give you a son called Jesus who can do extraordinary things. He did not say to Mary, Mary, I'm going to give you a son. You don't need to do no cooking, no cleaning hereafter ever. How wonderful that would be. He will be able to just multiply the bread and fish and he's able to turn the water into wine and do everything that you ever need. Was that the message that was delivered to them? The message was so clear to them that we are trusting you with the Savior of the world. And Mary was so good in responding to say, yes, let it be according to your word. They started off so well. But life has a way of taking us and grinding us from the truth that we received and the things that we've said yes to. This morning, the question to you is, at some time in history, God was gracious to you in trusting Jesus to you. And you said yes. You received him. But then the parties, the tribes, the families, the cultures, the festivities, the tough times, the hard times comes along. The journeys of life have gone along. And you were so faithfully following Jesus. But those things have caused you to think that he will follow you around. And assumptions has come into our lives where we just assume that God is with us. We just assume that he is there following us every step of the way. It's okay. We're not talking about Macquarie Life Christians. We're just talking about all the other Christians, okay? So you can relax there. But the sad reality of Christianity is for 2,000 years, we are going around assuming Jesus is following us around. 
He gave us a simple mission. Take this gospel to Jerusalem, Judea, ends of the earth. He said, just give teaching the good news. You don't need to create no good news. You just need to tell them the good news that I've given to you. How simple is it? We don't need to die. We don't need to bleed. We don't need to do any of those. We just need to go and tell somebody else has done it. And just go and tell this good news. And we just need to make disciples of people. And after 2,000 years, you know the sad reality is? Two American companies have outdone us. You know their names? McDonald's and Coke. They have outdone the church to its mission. Today, more people know about their brand and what they stand for than what Jesus is and who Jesus is. One of our leaders went to a very remote tribal community in Nepal. And he had to, you know, travel by bus, then tuk-tuk, and then walk for four days to get to this place. When he got there, the community had never, ever, ever, ever heard about Jesus. But under a tree, somebody was telling Coca selling Coca-Cola. And they found... 11 years before Jesus arrived in that village, Coke had arrived. Someone, four days on bus, carrying the Coke on the tuk-tuk, traveling through, the, taking it there. No electricity, no cold Coke, but warm, hot Coke. Why is that? We have more people than both of those corporations put together. We have more assets. We have more music, more books, more conference, more seminars, no more knowledge, more understanding, more of everything. What is there that they have that we don't have? And yet they have beaten us by 1900 years. They've done it in 100 years, what we failed in 2000 years. Why is it? We started off well, with great joy, great passion, great excitement of Jesus. He's redeemed us. It's great. It's awesome to come together to sing and worship, and we must do so. But we need to understand the coming together, the singing together, the eating together, the praying together, the encouraging together is for a greater purpose. And what is that purpose? In Luke chapter 15, it says, a shepherd had a hundred sheep. How many? hundred sheep. How many was lost? One was lost. What percentage is that? One percent. Is that a big failure? No. If it's me, I would have said, yeah, that was a dumb sheep. I should have made a good curry last week on that one. <laughs> I mean, it's... But it says a good shepherd will leave the 99 and go, go looking for that one. And today, the world is, is it 99 to 1 ratio of lostness? No. 
In Australia alone, for the last 70 consecutive years, we have been declining. The gospel is shrinking. Church and Christianity is shrinking. Look at the, 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 the moral value systems that are declining. Where is the trajectory of Australia's future heading? It's not, I can tell you absolutely with authority and conviction, it's not 99 to 1 ratio here. But where is our heart? With the 99 or with the one? What is our passion? Where is our focus? What's our priority? And I want to say, you guys have an unbelievable opportunity as you're entering this new season to hit reset and reconfigure and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent of my selfishness, my self-agendas. I repent of assuming that you're around me. And I'm sorry I stopped following you and assume that you will follow me. And I hope that you will not be like Joseph and Mary and not understand what he is saying. But those of you who have ears to hear, let them hear. Even in the transition, you might feel like, oh, what's, what's happening here? You know, it's been so wonderful, Mark and Ross. They've been amazing people, been here for 32, 34 years. They've been here forever. We know them so well. They're so stable. And now Mindy and all these young people, I'm not so sure. Man, they are old enough to be my grandbabies. And I'm going to trust them with the church. Not so sure what's happening here. I don't know. And let me just say, the devil may be whispering in certain ways, but I want you to know that the same anointing and the grace that was upon Ross and Mark is continuing in the house. These people are the children of the house, not, not strangers. They are not visitors. They are kids in the house. There are parents. There are kids. Now they have grandkids. You know what? The same family. Mark and Ross is not going to run off and take off. They are just expanding the family. Now kids are setting up their home and they're going to have grandkids and, and there is going to be the family is expanding and growing do not listen to the voice of the enemy get energized and excited and say isn't it wonderful and amazing that we worked so hard to raise up these kids and now they are getting married they are setting up their home and they're going to have kids and soon we're going to have grandbabies and then they are going to get married they're going to have kids and they're going to head up their home but these homes are not in isolation we are in relationship, partnership, and collaboration together following Jesus. And some say, oh, who are we following? Are we following Apollos? Are we following Paul? Are we following Peter? Oh, who, who, who are you following? We are all following Jesus. Who is the head of the church? Oh, but who is, who is the head of Macquarie Life Church? Oh, so how does it, oh so who's the who's the leader of your church? Hello? Hey? 
Oh, oh, oh Ross is resigned. Mom, oh, Mike and Rose retired. So who is the leader of the church? Why is it so complicated? Why are we wrestling with, oh, how, how is, oh, 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 oh. hello? We have been partying for too long and got carried away with the festivities. It's a call to come back to the simplicity of the mission of Jesus. That's it. It's all about Jesus and his mission. That's what it is. And today, God wants to call you back to him. Say, I've called you to follow me. I designed you to follow me. And my mission, my purpose. Don't get distracted with all the things of the world. A friend of mine in India was telling me this story. He had this little scooter. It didn't have a much of a, you know, it was a two-stroke engine, not much power. And he was going with his friend on this scooter. And then they hit a big, big, big hill. And as it was climbing, it wasn't carrying both of them together. So the friend who's riding the scooter said, hey, can you hop off and push me up the hill? So the friend hops up and he's pushing the scooter up the hill and it's going up and up, up. Got to the top. Guess what that friend did? He just kept going. And the friend is running after. <laughs> and he didn't realize. And he just assumed the guy was sitting in the back and he was chatting away. When there was no response, he looked back and said, oh, where is he? So then he had to turn around and go back and pick him up. We started off with Jesus. In our tough times, we asked him to help us. And he's been pushing up the hill. Now we made it, we got home, we got job, we got business, we got money in the bank, we got holidays, and we got this, and we got that. We got church, we got buildings, everything else. Really great, we're cruising along, assuming he is with us. Assumption is the greatest danger that the devil is using against us. It's time to do a real reality check and not just assume. And no condemnation, no judgment. We just need to go back and find him. That's all. That's all there is. We just need to go back and find him. And today you're here by God's design, God's plan. And he wants you to know that he still loves you. He still has plans and purpose for you. Some of you feel like, oh, got this leadership team all young and I'm getting older and I've got pains and knee replacement and, you know, other and, well, maybe I'm done. Let me just say this to you. If you are breathing, God is not done with you. If you are breathing, God's got plans and purposes for you. You need to play your part in this family. This family needs great-grandparents and grandparents and, and parents and kids and grandkids and great-grandparents. We need the family to be functional, not dysfunctional. We need everyone to get involved and play our role to see the mission, mission fulfilled. And that can happen 
if we are all just following Jesus? Would you say, God, thank you for giving me life. Thank you for giving me opportunity. I know Newcastle is a very difficult place to do what I'm saying. Um, John and I went for a walk yesterday through your beautiful beaches and things like that. And I'm going, what am I going to tell these people? You know, you don't need to worry about anything. What a beautiful place, you know. You're so isolated from everything else. So insulated from all the problems of the world. Just beautiful. Just cruise along. You know, just put the Christian spiritual cruise control and just go into eternity. <laughs> Isn't this so wonderful? So great. It is so much harder for you because you live in an amazing place. So much comfort, so much apathy. Because comfort breeds apathy. The devil's strategy for you is not so much attacking and battling, is to smother you with comfort. Because that breeds apathy. And you don't mind. Where is Jesus? Oh, he's in the temple. Oh, yeah, we got the pastors, don't we? We're paying them to do. Oh, we got the staff over there. Oh, we got the elders over there. Oh, we got, oh, yeah. What is, what am I doing? What's my role? They are the questions to grapple with. Would you close your eyes, bow your heads? Don't worry about what the Indian has been saying to you. Just reflect on what the Holy Spirit has been saying to you into your spirit. Would you just reflect back and say, Lord, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for me, Lord? Maybe you've been a believer for a very, very long time. Celebrate a lot of festivities, Passovers. But maybe that love, you know, in Revelation it says you lost that first love. The tragedy of Samson was he did not know that the spirit had left him. Saul did not realize that God was not with him anymore. Not realizing Assuming, if that's you, again, no contamination, no judgment. God is pouring out His grace this morning in this place. He's pouring out His mercy in this place. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I come back to that first love. I'm coming back to, to reconnect with you and your heart. And I'm not going to I want to follow you. I want you to lead. Lead me, Lord. Guide me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Help me to play my part in letting people in Newcastle know how much you love them. In New South Wales, in Australia, in the Pacifics, into Asia, to the ends of the earth, oh God. We want the world to know of your love. Breathe that, that passion, that love back into me, God.
he's looking. He's looking for responses. Not only be here is respond. Not to me, not to the church, but it's between you and Jesus. One day when you are in eternity, you will have to give an account. Respond to him. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, you've never found Jesus to start with, not let alone lose him along the way. Or maybe you did find, but you're backslidden and you lost him. Today is the day to receive Jesus, to surrender your life to him and say, Jesus, I want you in my life. If that's you, you know, just refinding Jesus or finding Jesus for the first time, would you just put up your hand and let me see so that I can bless you, we can bless you, we can celebrate together because your names will be written in the book of life so that we can rejoice together. We don't want anybody to wander out of this place without knowing where you will spend your eternity if you die today. Is there anyone who's been backslidden, gone away, that you want to find Jesus? Thank you, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Thank you. We rejoice together. Heaven is rejoicing for that. One more time. Anyone else? Let's, let's, let's pray for these, uh, these brothers who have responded and blessed them together. Father, I thank you for this amazing, beautiful person that you created. Thank you that they have responded to your love. And right now, we collectively ask you to fill them and flood them with your love and grace and mercy and forgiveness. Wash away their sins and the past and start a new chapter today, O oh God. We pray for you to visit them in a special way and reassure them that their names are being written in the book of life right now. We bless them in Jesus' name. And others here. If you felt like Holy Spirit's been tugging in your heart, been speaking to you in whatever ways it is you want to respond, would you stand where you are and say, Lord, I heard you today. And I, I don't want to be a hearer. I want to say yes to you. I don't fully understand everything, but I want to say yes to you. And I want to follow you and say, you know, God, I'm sorry. Sorry that I've I've neglected you. I'm sorry I've lost that priority. Sorry I've lost the way. But I'm making you the greatest priority of my life. And just a recommitment to the mission of Jesus. If that's you, would you just stand where you are and allow me to pray God's blessing? Because you cannot do this in your own strength. You need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. He gives you the power. He gives you the power. Thank you so much. Anyone else? You're just standing before the Lord to say, Lord, here I am. Lord, I want to love you more. I want to serve you more. I want to give more. I want to encourage more. I want to play a more effective role in this wider family. Help me, Lord. Thank you so much. Father, I thank you for these beautiful people that are responding to you. I pray right now for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to come upon them. Father, make your face to shine upon them. Give them the grace that is needed for this new season that's coming. Give them the wisdom that they need. Father, as your servant, I bless them. I bless them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. With every blessing, they will lack nothing as they seek to follow you, love you, and serve you. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may take your seats. And, you know, church...
continue to remember these words. Don't continue your Christian life with assumptions. Continue with certainty and confidence. Certainty and confidence. And don't get carried away with all the, all the frills of our faith. Remain faithful to the core of our faith. We truly love you. We thank the Lord for you. And you guys are absolutely amazing. And I know God's going to do extraordinary things as you come together and remain in unity. Because where there is unity, God commands His blessings. Can you just imagine that? You know, it says, God says to all the angels and all the provisions of heaven, I command you to go to Macquarie Life Church and pour it out on everyone in that church because they are the greatest united body of Christ on planet earth. Can you imagine that happening? God commanding every blessing of heaven to pour upon this place. How, how is that possible? By, we don't twist God's hand. We don't, it's not by praying. It's not just by singing all of those things. But by unity. When there is unity, God commands, orders. So look out for those blessings as you engage in unity. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macroylifechurch.com.au.